Yes, indeed. It is all about climbing higher and burning brighter. Welcome to another Power Up Tuesday right here on TDN Radio. You are now locked in to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. And I hope that it is a beautiful day in your area. We're enjoying yet another perfect, picture perfect day down here in Georgia. Uh, wonderful weather if you're a runner or if you want to see Simply go outside and enjoy a picture-perfect walk. So welcome to the program. Uh, welcome to the first day of June, also the first day of the second half of the year. So as we can already see, the year is quickly flying by. So I want us to keep track of everything that we have accomplished so far for the year. So, you know, it doesn't matter how small or how insignificant you think uh, of what you've accomplished so far for the year, whether it's something as simple as uh, filing your taxes on time this year or something as simple as just being a little bit more active than you were last year at this time. I want us to keep track of everything that we have accomplished so far for the year because the important thing to note is that success begets success. So the more you are able to track your successes, the more you will be inspired to do more, to take on more goals and to achieve that lifelong goal that you have been aspiring to achieve. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being here for another session of Untapped Potential as we stop by each and every week, each and every Tuesday to get powered up for the week ahead. So as always, we have another packed show for you today and we will continue the conversation that we started with Dr. Gilda Nesty Tang on why Dominica was so successful with COVID-19 uh, cases being very insignificant in Dominica. So she will just tell us a little bit more about the success of the health ministry in Dominica and why they were so successful in keeping the COVID-19 numbers down. So we have so much to be grateful. You know, here in the U.S., the COVID cases are done by, down by 70%. So let us continue to follow the science. As for me, I am fully vaccinated and so is my husband. Unfortunately, though, we still have to keep the mask mandate that we've set for ourselves because our daughter, who's only nine, she'll be 10 in August, uh, does not qualify to receive the vaccine at this time. So in order to protect her, we still wear the mask when we're indoors. But when we're outdoors, we're enjoying the mask-free life, <laughs> like I like to call it. So, you know, it is time to get back into the rhythm of life. Uh, yesterday being Memorial Day, I hope that you enjoyed a great weekend uh, of Memorial Day. And you also remember to thank the troops for their services during the Memorial Day weekend. So again, it's wonderful to be here with you for another episode of Untapped Potential. As we get started for uh, today, we always want to remember to start the program and to start the week off with gratitude. So let us go ahead and enjoy this number from Taris Riley, one of my all-time favorite songs, a song entitled My Day, as we get ready to begin the program. Stay tuned. Do, 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 do. 
thanks for life. Give thanks for life. Chimini, chimini. Today my rise like the sunrise, my bright and my upright. No one can broke my vibes. I may not care who I fight, I know I criticize. I'm on the higher heights. So you can say what you want to and do what you want to. It's no concern to me. Come up my own vision, me dip on my own mission to rule my destiny. Oh, it's my day to do anything I want to. It's my time, and I'll use it any way I want to. It's my life, and I'm responsible for every action. It's all mine, my day, my time, my life. I beg you, easy enough, give me some reason, and don't invade my space. I'm in a different place, different face. Moving on my way So if you feel like a champion Then nothing can go wrong This one is your song Hey, Put away your troubles Put away your worries Help me sing along Oh, it's my day To do anything I want to It's my time And I'll use it any way I want to It's my life And I'm responsible for every action It's all this number by Taris Riley my day and of course we say a special thank you to our sponsor hailandgo.com h-e-a-l-n-g-o.com your number one source for handcrafted all natural cruelty free hair care products and i just thought i would read you a quick review from one of hail and go's customer the customer writes i love the hail and go hair moisturizer i used it on my daughter's hair and it leaves it soft without flakes or a heavy residue i can't wait to try more from hail and go line of products so again we want to thank hailandgo.com for the sponsorship of this program Program. And the website is H-E-A-L-N-G-O.com. So check them out for your hair care products needs. So let us go ahead and invite Dr. Gilda Nesty to the program as we uh, get started with our interview. And then stay tuned for after the interview because I want to share some information with you on the importance of goal setting and reducing stress. And I was inspired to uh, bring you this particular topic because I listened to Lifeline with Dr. Thompson Fountain yesterday morning and he made quite an interesting observation. Part of his program was about the importance of reducing stress in order to live longer. As a matter of fact, he made a particular observation that uh, the human body has the capacity 
to live up to the ripe old age of 145. <laughs> uh, Dr. Thompson Fountain, I'm not sure about that one. But in order to accomplish this, he uh, posited that we need to reduce stress in our life. So the research does agree with him that reducing stress in our lives will certainly add to the number of days that we are here on this earth. And for me, it is not even so much with regards to adding the number of days that we are here on this earth. But for me, it is more about adding value to my life. So rather than think of extending my life, I simply think of having a great quality of life while I am here. So again, uh, stay tuned for after the interview with Dr. Nasty Town so we can learn more about how setting goals and setting goals correctly will help to reduce stress and improve our overall quality of life. So stay tuned, enjoy this interview with Dr. Gilda Nasty and again, and as a reminder, our interviews are taped via Facebook Live so we can enjoy the interaction with the audience. So this is a pre-recorded interview with Dr. Nesty as she talks about why Dominica was so successful with the COVID-19 uh, uh, response in Dominica. So stay tuned. Having professionals and having kids at home doing online learning. And you know, that, that's the thing about doing programs such as this and getting other people's perspective, because as you know, I'm an online professor, so I'm home. So when, when Sophia was home, and luckily she was only home for the end of um, the year last year, which ran from March to May, so I was fortunate that um, she was able to go back to school this August for the yeah. new, for the, you know, yeah. so sometimes we have to hear from other people to mm -hmm. appreciate what they've gone through. But I want to say congratulations to mm -hmm. you and your team for the zero death rate in Dominica. And as we know, we shouldn't take that for granted because look at what's going on in St. Lucia. Correct. COVID-19 is running rampant. So, so let's say mm -hmm. you're a consultant and you're speaking to St. Lucia, what would you recommend to them based um, on what you've done for Dominica? Don't drop your guard, you yeah. know? Tourism is, 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 tourism is in, important. Don't, um, I get that, you know, we need to be able to, to pay salaries. We need to have the, you know, the economy continue as best as it can. But when it's at the, um, when it's at the expense of, 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 um, your health, Mm -hmm. And at the expense of your life, you have to understand that this just may not be the time for it. You may really have to 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 make that very serious decision to put it on hold. And the importance of not you have protocols, and I love protocols. Simon, before I went into that management post, protocols was not something we dealt with. We dealt with medicine. Mm -hmm. What right. I was put in medical right. school. In management, after sitting on these long committee meetings, and I mean, a meeting would start at two and go on until seven in the night. Wow. We would come up with protocols and guidelines. Stick to the protocols, stick to the guidelines. The protocols are there for a reason. So you cannot tell me if someone comes in and they go to your hotel, you allow them not to wear their mask, not to, you know, not to socially distance, to, to, to continue business as usual, because it is not business as usual. And your numbers are showing that it's not business as usual. And you have to respect this virus. A lot of persons don't respect this virus. Um, even here in Dominica, they don't. I mean, they, they, some people say it's a different type of COVID virus. We hear all kinds of things. But especially now, even if our death rate is zero, and even if that was my advice to St. Lucia and, the, and our neighboring islands, it is even more important that Dominicans do the right thing, wear their masks, avoid large crowds, the social distancing, et cetera, because all of our neighboring islands are suffering. Yes. All of our neighboring islands are suffering. Yes. All of the, our international countries, they're suffering. Yes. Even if we have the vaccines, we're still having very high death rates. And we have this backdoor culture that we cannot delve away from in Dominica, Simon. And they're coming mm -hmm. from places like Guadeloupe and Martinique where the case numbers are just enormous, enormous you know enormous and then we, we speak of um 
the strains, the new strains that are being developed. Yes, and they are, they are in the, they are, they are on our neighboring islands, if not even on our shores. Mm -hmm. So um, now is not the time to say, and another thing, I mean, let's stick up in that point. Another thing is because of the vaccines, a number of persons are thinking we're out of the woods. We're good. We're all vaccinated. Mm -hmm. We're not. We're, we're we're so not out of the woods. It is just it. I just have to use this opportunity to let persons know that currently we um the number of persons vaccinated in Dominica is at uh, about seventeen thousand. Okay, mm -hmm. to 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 get the herd immunity that would possibly take us out of the woods or at least allow us to you know look beyond the you know the, the, the density of the woods whatever we would have had to vaccinate about fifty thousand four hundred persons mm -hmm. so we are seventeen thousand so that mm -hmm. does not mean persons can just you know even if you've been vaccinated not wear a mask or persons who who have not been vaccinated figure but the vaccine is and others are vaccinated so i'll be just fine right, now, right. not mandatory in dominica to be vaccinated but and and um but we've been blessed we've been blessed and gifted with vaccines whereas other countries some other countries have not even started their vaccine rollout we have started a vaccine rollout we're begging persons to be vaccinated and um the, the funny thing about it is it, it, the strains they, they begin to develop if you if you choose not to be vaccinated if you choose not to contribute to the end of this pandemic i remember once i was speaking of this on a radio station and someone called in and said um I'm forcing people to get vaccinated, but I'm really not. What I'm trying to say is that the longer we allow it to just hang around and to mutate and change, sooner mm -hmm. or later, AstraZeneca, Pfizer, Moderna may not even be able to handle the, the amount of strains that will develop. So, okay. I mean, you make the choice. Mm -hmm. So, I understand it's a new vaccine and I understand it was made, made at Operation Warp Speed, like everyone says, but when, when persons were dying in the, you know, in the thousands a day, persons were, was, were boiling for a vaccine. Yep. Like the vaccines are here and they're like, uh-uh, mm -hmm. that, that, that was just too fast. Too I fast, guess. too fast. And, and, and to be honest, Simon, um, it is a risk. Any, everything we do right now, there is some risk attached to it because mm -hmm. this is a new vaccine. This is a vaccine that is not more than, um, vaccines that have been developed, they're not more than a year old. Mm -hmm. So we don't have data to tell you what will happen to you in or possibly happen in six years time, seven years time. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, the, the, vaccine, the vaccines have been produced by persons that um, or by companies that are reputable. Mm -hmm. And um, they've, they've been, you know, they've been given and taken by frontline workers. Yeah. Um, we're all trying to, 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 to contain this pandemic, to put an end to it. We're all trying to play our part. Um, like I said, it is a risk, but at the end of the day, this is the most we can do for our children after us. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I was, I, I, well, I don't, I mean, we have our kids already and we want to return to normalcy. So mm -hmm. that is the most we can do for now. I'm, I'm tired of wearing a mask, Simone. I don't like yeah, wearing a mask. Too, me too, me too. I don't me like too. it, you know, so. Yeah, me but. too. It's what we have to do. And, you know, I'm really enjoying the engagement with the audience. So we have Glenda Schillingford and she asks, is there future plans of quarantine being shortened once, or oh, did I lose your question? Um, let me get back to Glenda's question. Okay, I lost the question. All right, let's let's do herd immunity. Once herd immunity, yeah, I think she was referring to having. Uh, we have so many comments coming in, Gilda. I I'm trying to keep track of them, but we she I think she was asking about the potential of the airport. Um, well, is the, is the airport open? Yes, the airport is open. I think she mentioned something about the, the airport, but I think she's probably saying as the vaccine rollout continues, is there a chance that the quarantine period will be reduced and eventually eliminated? Like, is there a time frame on how long will it take for the vaccine to uh, get out to at least 50,000 people and then have the quarantine period reduced? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yes, um, I actually can speak to that a, a bit because um, like I was saying earlier, for us to arrive at the herd immunity that would allow us to get out of the woods, we would have to vaccinate up to about 50,400 persons. Um, currently, we're at 17,000. And um, the, with, the, with the first batch of AstraZeneca that we were gifted um, we were gifted with, and, and, and it's a gift that we, we thank um, um, India uh, for um, for giving us. 
the the um, expiration date is the 29th of of, um, of May. And uh, because of that, and because of the time that we, we want to afford between the two doses that is required to be received, we had to, we could give it no, we cannot give it, we cannot give the first dose anymore. So we're looking, so the 17,000 that we're, we're at, whatever percentage of that is from the AstraZeneca vaccine, because we've also received the Sinopharm from China, whatever percentage of that, that is the, or whatever, yeah, that is the percentage that will receive the second dose. Mm -hmm. So we, so I can, I can, I can, without a doubt say that uh, clearly for now, given the first batch of AstraZeneca, we would not, we are unable to arrive at the herd immunity that we wish we could arrive at, possibly look at um, protocol changes. So it's just yeah. not possible right now. Yeah, so I wanted to go back to a question because I don't want to miss anybody's question. Is there future plans of quarantine being shortened once you present a negative PCR result upon arrival and also having a negative rapid test result from the Dominica airport? No, 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 no. Okay. Our, our quarantine period and our the, the testing time period speaks to the science of co the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. So um, given the amount of time it takes for the virus to to replicate and for us to begin to, for it to actually be able to be picked up by the PCR test, we are, we are given no choice but to leave it as it currently is. So there will be no shortening based on negative PCR on, and a negative rapid. Um, mm -hmm. That is no. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, absolutely. And then uh, we have lots of questions, uh, Dr. Nesty, so I hope you don't mind that we ask you a couple of them. And Kurt Williams says, are there plans in place if different variants spread before immunity is obtained? I'm not sure how you would answer that. I guess the idea is to get the vaccine out as quickly as possible before the variants can even get to the island. Correct. Or before we can have variants um, uh, matriculate, uh, form, because, um, um, can you repeat the question one more time, Simone? Yeah, sure. Are there plans in place if different variants spread before immunity is obtained? Right. So, um, I for now, as far as I know, with the up-to-date information that I have, the protocols remain the same. So mm -hmm. if there are different variants on the island, all protocols and guidelines for now are solid and they will remain the same. Now, um, if there are new variants that were to, were to materialize on the island, then it would take higher level discussions and I would mm -hmm. have to be privy to the um, to, to, to that level of discourse for me to answer as to where, whether a new uh, you know, there would be protocol changes or, or new guidelines, etc. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, if we have variants running rampant throughout the island and death rates increasing, then um, the, the measures that we currently are, are enforcing would be even more severe. Not severe, but even more rigid. Let's put it that way. Because first and foremost, we protect our people. And that is what the Ministry of Health, um, in collaboration with the Ministry of Tourism and even um, the other stakeholders like um, who are part of all of the decision making, first and foremost is the wealthy of the people. So if we end up with variants that um, regardless of our vaccine numbers, we're unable to control, we will do what it, what it takes to protect Dominicans and, and um, I am telling you, if if we end up with with deaths on the island, variants that we uh, that we cannot we cannot handle, then a curfew probably would be would be again implemented to, con to contain and control. There would be some um, some some serious measures put in place. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. And Sherian Doriville says, is quarantine mandatory if you've taken your vaccine? So for example, my mom is eager to come home. You know, she goes to Dominica every year and she did not go um, last year and she's received the, both of her shots. So I guess the question is, if you've received both of your shots, do you still have to quarantine when you get to Dominica? Yes. And the answer, unfortunately, is yes, because mm -hmm. we, because we know the vaccine is, is 
thank God it's been created, but the vaccines don't necessarily prevent you from getting the coronavirus. It can um, prevent, you, you know, it can prevent you from succumbing to, to the severity of the symptoms. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't prevent you from spreading the coronavirus. And in a country as such as Dominica, where we don't have this herd immunity, where we can say without a doubt that all those who are not vaccinated are indeed still safe. Um, we, you know, we can't, we cannot say that. So our, our people are still vulnerable. So um, if we, if we, if we come up with a vaccine that we can say a hundred percent will prevent you from catching the coronavirus, then if you get that vaccine and you come home, to be honest, I would, I can't even tell you if we won't quarantine you still, because we're just <laughs> so careful. Yes, <laughs> yes. And you have to be because you've been so successful in what you're doing. So you certainly don't want to um, relax on the restrictions and then have this virus uh, spread uncontrollably. So, And just a, a, little, a, a little bit of the quarantine, Simone. The quarantine, mm -hmm. you know, you, you come to the island and we allow you the five-day incubation period that the virus could take to, you know, to multiply in your system. And on your fifth day, we do your PCR test. Um, depending on the, no, there only, there's only one government lab and they have their um, their maximum number of tests that they can process daily. Um, we're hoping to expand. We're hoping that this will be different. The idea is to do better, always to do better. And by expanding, allowing other labs, uh, developing other labs, or allowing private entities to also do the PCR testing can speak to the rapid turnaround for results. That is the only thing that can help shorten what what amounts to about seven days of quarantine to about five days. But the quarantine is, the, the quarantine, the strict quarantine is about five days with about a 48 hour turnaround period for you to get your results. So it takes it to about seven days. So just understand you'll be mm -hmm. for about seven days. And then after mm -hmm. that, you're still, although you're no longer in strict quarantine, you're still not free to roam throughout Dominica as you see as you see as you see fit and as you so please and, and still drop your guard. We still tell you to monitor yourself for another seven days. We just allow you to do so. You can do so at home. You understand? Avoid the large uh, the large crowds. We, you can still go out. We're not the restrictions are not as um severe anymore. But be careful because you know we're we're trying to speak to the science, but at the same time it's a revolving disease. It's a revolving, this virus is probably changing all the time. We're learning about it. So even if you're, after your seven days, you're allowed to leave the strict quarantine, we still ask that you monitor yourself closely, avoid the large crowds, at least one of the seven days, you know, but we're not going to be like policing you. You know, you're, 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 you have a certain amount of freedom. Enjoy it. Mm -hmm. After that, then you know, you can you're just enjoy the island. And you, you'll, be happy, you'll be happy to know your brother Dale Nesty is on the live and he pretty much asked the same questions about being treated treated different, differently if you've received the vaccine. So I think you answered that already. And then we have Jail. She has two questions. If you have been vaccinated as well as a negative test, do you still have to be quarantined? Secondly, which vaccine is better based on what is on island? So do you have an opinion about a better vaccine? I think at this point, we're yeah, just happy so to, to have the vaccines. So with Jail's first question, the, um, the answer still remains the same, simply because the vaccine does not prevent you from catching the coronavirus and we don't have that herd immunity. So that's, it speaks to Dale's question, it speaks to Jail's question. You don't, we don't have herd immunity on the island. The vaccine does not necessarily prevent you from catching the virus. So once you've been vaccinated, it's safer for you to travel. Your 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 sequelae, if you do get exposed to the virus, would be lessened. Um, the chances mm -hmm. of you having to be hospitalized would also be um, decreased. But that does not say that you cannot contract the virus. So coming to an island of persons that um, where herd immunity is not present and the the innocence is evident in the persons that you you, you pass on the streets who are not wearing a mask, etc. We, the decision makers, have to still encourage or still enforce the quarantine measures to protect the vulnerable population. So vaccination, negative PCR still equals quarantine. I know it sounds rough, but um, 
you will understand it even more after you leave quarantine and you start to navigate the island. Um, mm -hmm. We're doing everything we can to try to enforce the importance of adhering to the guidelines of the Ministry of Health, the, the mask wearing, the, the, the social distancing, the avoidance of large crowds. But it's a it's a battle. It's a it's, it's a battle even for me sometimes because yeah. look at on Monday there's going to be soca on the hill. My God, I'm dying for oh, some soca okay. on the hill. No, I'm serious, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, but what the um, policymakers ensure that they do, though, is control the numbers. So we yeah, will it's, allow... It's restricted to 50 people, right? Right. So you are mm -hmm. still allowed a little bit of enjoyment, but there are restrictions. To so take those restrictions, yeah. away, this pandemic has to come to an end. And yeah. um, I don't, in the foreseeable future, I don't see where that, when that is happening. In terms mm -hmm. of which vaccine is best... Well, the AstraZeneca is no longer available as a first dose vaccine. Um, the AstraZeneca is a DNA vaccine as opposed to Sinopharm, which is an inactivated form of the virus. Um, um, from what, from my understanding, the Sinopharm is even safe enough for children. So it should be a safe enough vaccine. It is. It comes from China and I don't have a lot more information on that. AstraZeneca has been getting a lot of um a lot of um, airplay right now mm -hmm. in terms of the you know the blood clots and the um, clots in the brain, etc. That they're ex experiencing in some UK recipients. Mm -hmm. um, luckily, uh, we have had we have not had that on the island with the batch, but we you know but you know concerns are still there. I myself am concerned because I got the AstraZeneca and mm -hmm. I. Simon, let me tell you, this is a praying island. We continue to pray. You understand? Amen. I pray a lot. So um, <laughs> me too. I, I try not to let my mother hear me praying, but <laughs> but I do. I, I really do pray a lot. Even if the kids, you know, the rosary at night. That's we such have a to. We have to. For me. But um, I think this is one of the reasons why we're so protected. I, I really mm -hmm. do. I really, really do. I'm, I'm not going to knock it. I think, mm -hmm. honestly, that's one of the reasons Dominica is so protected. Yeah, and speaking and speaking of the the vaccine, do we have enough of the va of the vaccines to uh, vaccinate everyone on the island? Is that is that the goal that we're trying to reach? No, we would love okay. to. The first, the initial objective was to um, to vaccinate what we call the priority population, and that mm -hmm. would have been frontline workers, healthcare workers, you know those that would be in the heart of COVID. But even our frontline workers were like, uh-uh, not me with that vaccine. So it became like, you know what? The frontline workers are not going to take it. Um, we cannot- So there's resistance. COVID. There's resistance on the island. There is resistance. There's resistance. Mm -hmm. But um, there's also a lot of acceptance. So mm -hmm. we may not get it in this pocket of individuals, but we got it in this pocket of individuals. Right. So we were still able to reach that um, that 17, almost 18,000. And I mean, that is still remarkable for us. Yes, you know? it is. So mm -hmm. and it's the 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 num so it's somewhere close in the ballpark of what we were we were looking to achieve mm -hmm. in terms of the priority population, but it does not cover what we need to cover to 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 to, to attain herd immunity on the island. Right. You understand? Right. No, we had enough. We definitely have enough for the priority group. Mm -hmm. So that would answer the priority group um, portion. But the fifty thousand, we would we, we would need another gift. We would need another gift. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, and that's where the protocols come in because if you only have a certain percentage vaccinated, then right. to to stave off the virus, uh, you know, spreading over the right. island, then mm -hmm. you still need the protocols in place. Right. And Mignan right. has a, a very good point. Mignan says new research and information is already coming out indicating vaccines such as Oxford AstraZeneca reducing by 67% transmission due to lower viral load and Okay, I don't know that last word. We'll just say um, viral load. So really great information coming in no, no, I have on to, the live. I have to just highlight who Mignan Schillingford is. She's yes. um, a, one of she's she's a nurse, a very well respected nurse on the island, oh, and yes. she's also um, she's also head of the the communications team. So she's um, I worked with her. Oh. And I'm, I'm very happy that she's signed on and yes. she can feel free to, 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 to add anything she wants oh, in good. here. And I, I just hope that I am doing um, our communication strategy team and um, Dominique on a whole justice by speaking with you, Simone, tonight. Yes, and yes. if there's anything I've said that is that is incorrect, 
please feel free to correct me because I am I'm not one that um, if corrections has to be made, I will mm -hmm. humbly give it. Okay, so yes, yes, wonderful, wonderful, everyone who's joining us this evening. And Dale has an impossible question for you, uh, Doc. He says, approximately what dates are you expected to reach herd immunity? He wants a date. This is right. your brother. <laughs> I know, but to reach, but but on a serious note, to reach herd immunity, we would have to have adequate um, vaccine available. Yeah. Yeah. And um, um, unless we unless we actually have that, we can't even speak of herd immunity right. at this point. And um, we would have to have also the. It's a good question though, because mm -hmm. I mean that is what we would all want to achieve. Right. But I I cannot mislead the, the listening you know the listening um, audience by giving a, a, a tentative date. It's just impossible mm -hmm. because right now you know there are a lot of persons that do not wish to be vaxxed, do not wish to be jabbed. And a lot of persons with questions as to which one is better, you know, we, will this one do this to me? We, will this one do that? And um, maybe I went out on a whim and decided to take the risk, but um, we're not forcing anybody to do so. So it is still your choice to take the vaccine. And um, once it's not mandatory, then it is not mandatory that we will achieve herd. Mm -hmm. If you look at it, if it was yeah. a mandatory vaccine, we could, and we had the numbers, we could say definitely by such and such a date, mm -hmm. you know, the last day of the first dose, we can say that we are halfway there to achieving hood, but we cannot say that at this point. Absolutely. And I cannot give a date. I absolutely cannot give a date. Yes, so. and, and Nurse Schillingford chimed in again. She said WHO, PAHO, uh, CAR, PHA, and EU have since sent out press releases, statements, etc., that they have found no link with the Oxford, AstraZeneca, and blood clots, and the vaccine benefits far outweigh the risk. Most definitely, most definitely. Yeah. And so, like I said earlier, this was um, this side this side effect was experienced by some UK recipients mm -hmm. in a particular batch. And I mean, it's you know, according to the Schillingford, right now, you know, WHO, CAFA, um, they're all saying that there is no direct link. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Yes, well, again, congratulations on all the wonderful work um, that you and your team have done to pretty much keep Dominica safe during this very unprecedented pandemic, a pandemic that the world has not seen in over a hundred years. And unfortunately, we're seeing many variants. So again, we are not at the end of this mm -hmm. pandemic. I think, especially here in the US, you're exactly. seeing the pandemic fatigue, and mm -hmm. you're seeing a lot of young people who are no longer wearing the mask this time of the year. It's spring break and yeah. many spring breakers in Florida are no longer wearing the mask. And now what do we see? A surge in the virus in the mm -hmm. younger population. So we might be done with the virus, but the virus is not done with us. Yeah. Yes, yep. yes. That's absolutely correct, Simon. Mm -hmm. Absolutely correct. So, so do you have any final words for us as we get ready to wrap up? And of course, this is not going to be your last appearance with us because we have so much more to talk about. We have we to talk about family life, which I know yes. you are very big, um, you know, a phenomenal woman, you're a strong mother, wife, and we have to talk about the importance of family life. And oh, Simon, thank you so much. But, um, I, you know, I don't know if you're like me, but oftentimes I wonder if I'm doing such a good job at parenting. Well, well I, 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 you know, I, I'll take my accolades and, you know, all of these nice flowers you're giving me, but yes. um, nowhere close to perfect, I can tell you yes, that Yes, well, none of us are. This is why we need to have the conversation because we need to talk about what works for you, what works for me, what yeah. I can probably get some tips from you and you can probably get some tips from me. You never and know. we can get some tips from the audience and all there pull it go. all together. There you go. There you go. Uh, but 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 I have carried. I have worn a lot of uh, many hats in the last couple of months. Mm -hmm. So um, and I, I honestly didn't think that that I could do it. I really didn't. So uh, prayer was a was a big was a was a big help. To be very honest with you, um, I've learned that. Um, you never truly know someone. You may think you know someone yes. and you never truly know that person. Absolutely. Um, I've learned to lean on those that are positive and those that have been helpful. Mm -hmm. You know, like the nurse minion role that, you know, nurse Schillingford, that's on there. That's a very positive um, female. Um, I have to highlight some of the officers that I worked with, some of the doctors that I worked with, Dr. Jeffrey, Dr. Peters, um, 
I have to call their names because I'm telling you, they kept me. They kept me through this. They really did hold me together. Dr. Masik or Dr. Zhajak, um, Dr. Um, Moses. I mean, the Dr. Henderson, the, these, these female doctors not only worked with me without giving me any resistance because they're the ones heading the, 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 the seven districts, they, they would check up on me. I mean, Dr. Zhajak would always be like, Dr. Nessie, are you eating okay? Are, are you checking on yourself? I remember once I was going to one of the meetings and I had such bad palpitations. I was like, what is this? I was holding my chest. Wow. I was like, what is this? I've never felt this before. And I, I called on one of the pharmacists and I was like, I need one of your, I need a, just a baby aspirin or something. Cause I was like, this just doesn't feel right. And, um, um, I'm telling you, so so those those doctors they, they really looked out for me, and and mm -hmm. and my chief medical officer, um, Dr. Johnson, Dr. Johnson, and my PS, they would they would not allow me to be subpar, but they would understand that this is new for me because I'm a mm -hmm. clinician, no asked to manage, and if I was doing something wrong, they would call me out on it but never with any lingering hard feelings. So I could always call upon them after. And uh, because of that, even now, I'm able to speak with them, you know, with, with a certain amount of, um, obviously with respect, but with a certain amount of, um, you know, friendliness. And, and I appreciated them for that. Uh, there were a number, Simon, let me tell you, one, once you've been reassigned from one position to the next, you, it comes with challenges, eh? A lot Absolutely. of interpersonal persons not happy with 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 what with with the um, position you're in. Wow. Um, persons, you know, saying not too kind things, um, uh, or thinking that you know they can do it better, and and, and everybody mm -hmm. will get a chance. And I get that, you know. I mean, those things happen. And um, but my thing to just do my best and just try to leave it at that. Come out trying my best. You know, the, mm -hmm. all I could do my best that that's about it so i thank all those really and truly that helped me because this was not possible by myself this, mm -hmm. this a lot a lot of people really worked with me a lot mm -hmm. of people and um it was it was a beautiful experience to be very honest yeah. with you it came with the good it came with the bad it mm -hmm. came with um you know a, a good a learning curve and um i met a lot of wonderful brilliant people along the way you understand, like, like the deputy commissioner and the, the PS of tourism, and you know, like the um, the CEO of DASPA, working with these people, all these all these heads of departments, all these very brilliant people, and 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 taking part in the discussions. I mean, it only helped me to grow, and mm -hmm. I enjoyed it very much. So there, the people, simple, sim, you know, other workers like community health aides that would that would assist me, that would always be there for me. I mean. I mean, th that really spoke volumes. So, like I said, you know, it came with the resistance, it came with the bad, it came with the this, it came with the that, but ultimately it was a great experience. And to all who are out there, just you have to understand that our staff is very limited and our workload is very huge. It's enormous. So when we, you know, when we ask persons to please wear their mask, wash their hands, the simple things, it's so simple right now that people probably that you know don't even pay any attention to it anymore but it is those simple things that's going to allow us to live a better life here during this pandemic so you know work with us that's all that's yes. all i can say yes i out. agree i agree absolutely yeah. so we have a lot of uh congratulations on the life for you at uh, tamara karam says so proud of you dr gilda shana john baptist great job uh evelina Bla wants you to divide define bipolar but we're gonna have to come back on a, another program <laughs> yes. oh, that i would love that i would love that mm -hmm. yes nasty i think you know who that is that's my sister for sure Hat, hats off my darling great job uh let's see beverly uh, we could spend the entire evening just looking through your comments. So again, thank you, uh, Dr. Gilda. Thank you for being here. Thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Yes. And you will be a wonderful resource to what we're trying to do here in terms of informing and mm -hmm. educating our audience, bringing them relevant topics on health, on mental health. And I didn't oh, yeah. even know we were going to have you on for mental health, but I'm looking yeah. forward to this having that. Passions. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's to have definitely that. one of my passions and one yeah. of my loves, mental health. 
And for some yeah. reason, persons who actually battle with issues such as that, they find me for some reason. They find me. So it's something that I have, um, you know, honestly, in, in the future for me. It's something yes. that I have to look into. Definitely. Yes, and I would love to work with you on it. No problem, Simone. So, I mean, we'll do what we can, you know, and it just might help someone out there. And that's all yes. we can ask. And I always say, if it reaches one person, that's one person we potentially save. That is correct. That so, is correct. so I'm looking forward to doing that wonderful work with you. And of course, we thank our audience for joining us this evening. Thank you for stopping by for another end of day stress-free, uh, stress-free zone with us. And of course, for more information about everything that I do, including who's coming up next. And you know, sometimes we just have to tap back into the same families. So right. here we have Dr. Uh, Nesty with us, Dr. Nesty Tong with us. And guess what? Next week, her husband, Mr. Robert Tong, will be one of our guests. So sometimes we just have to tap into the same family and get the resources that we need to bring you these wonderful programs. And again, I want to thank TD and radio for providing this platform where we are able to come to you each and every uh, a couple of nights each uh, week to be able to bring you some great conversation, wonderful company, and just have an opportunity to interact with you. So it was wonderful being here with you this evening. Don't forget to like Push Past 10 to find out all about who is coming up next. And we look forward to being with you right here for another program. So you have yourself You are listening to Untapped evening. Potential with Dr. Simone. If you live in Canada, the U.S., and the U.K., and are looking for Dominica products including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. Again, hats off to Dr. Gilda Nestitang and the rest of the health department for keeping Dominica safe during the coronavirus pandemic. So moving right along, uh, I want to share this particular TED Talk with you, one done by John Dewar, D-O-E-R-R, -R, uh, TED Talk entitled, Why the Secret to Success is Setting the Right Goals. And I wanted to share this particular video with you, of course, you'll be hearing the audio portion of it because I think that it is so important. Think of when you have a particular goal or just something that you need to get done and how it simply weighs on your mind during the course of the day. So whether it is a work responsibility, uh, something you need to do for a family member, something you need to do for yourself personally, it simply weighs on your mind and it sits on your mind until you get it done. Now think of how you feel once you've accomplished that particular task, that particular goal, it feels like a weight has been lifted from your shoulder. You feel more energized. You may even feel more inspired to take on some additional goals for the day. So that is the purpose of sharing this particular TED Talk with you. So again, it is entitled, Why the Secret to Success is setting the right goals. So I thought that we could all benefit from this information as we get started with the second half of the year and we are looking to be maybe even a little bit more productive than we've been during the first part of the year. So take a listen to this particular TED Talk by John Dewar and then stay tuned as we come back and wind down the program for yet another Tuesday of Untapped Potential right here on TDN Radio. We're at a critical moment. Our leaders, some of our great institutions, are failing us. Why? In some cases, it's because they're bad. 
or unethical. But often, they've taken us to the wrong objectives, and this is unacceptable. This has to stop. How are we going to correct these wrongs? How are we going to choose the right course? It's not going to be easy. For years, I've worked with talented teams, and they've chosen the right objectives and the wrong objectives. Many have succeeded; others of them have failed. And today, I'm going to share with you what really makes a difference. That's what's crucial: how and why they set meaningful and audacious goals, the right goals, for the right reasons. Let's go back to 1975. Yep, this is me. I got a lot to learn. I'm a computer engineer. I got long hair, but I'm working under Andy Grove, who's been called the greatest manager of his or any other era. Andy was a superb leader and also a teacher. And he said to me, "John, it almost doesn't matter what you know. Execution is what matters the most." And so Andy invented a system called objectives and key results. Kind of rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? <laughs> And it's all about excellent execution. So here's a classic video from the 1970s of、uh, Professor Andy Grove. The two key phrases of the management by objective systems are the objectives and the key result, and they match the two purposes. The objective is the direction. The key result has to be measured, but at the end you can look and without any arguments say, "Did I do that? Or did I not do it? Yes, no. Simple." <laughs> That's Andy. Yes, no, simple. Objectives and key results, or OKRs, are a simple goal-setting system, and they work for organizations, they work for teams, they even work for individuals. The objectives are what you want to have accomplished. The key results are how I'm going to get that done. Objectives, key results, what, and how. But here's the truth: many of us are setting goals wrong, and most of us are not setting goals at all. A lot of organizations set objectives and meet them. They ship their sales, they introduce their new products, they make their numbers, but they lack a sense of purpose to inspire their teams. So, how do you set these goals the right way? First, you must answer the question: Why? Why? Because truly transformational teams combine their ambitions to their passion and to their purpose, and they develop a clear and compelling sense of why. I want to tell you a story. I work with a remarkable entrepreneur. Her name is Jeannie Kim. She runs a company called Nuna. Nuna is a healthcare data company, and when Nuna was founded. They use data to serve the health needs of lots of workers at large companies, and then two years into the company's life, the federal government issued a proposal to build the first-ever cloud database for Medicaid. Now you'll remember that Medicaid is that program that serves 70 million Americans, our poor, our children, and people with disabilities. Nuna. At the time, was just 15 people, and this database had to be built in one year, and they had a whole set of commitments that they had to honor. And frankly, they weren't going to make very much money on the project. This was a bet your company moment, and Jeannie seized it. She jumped at the opportunity. She did not flinch. Why? Well, it's a personal why. Jeannie's younger brother Guy Mong has autism. And when he was seven, he had his first ground mal seizure at Disneyland. He fell to the ground. He stopped breathing. Jeannie's parents are Korean immigrants. They came to the country with limited resources, speaking little English. So it was up to Jeannie to enroll her family in Medicaid. She was nine years old. That moment defined her mission, and that mission became her company. And、that company bid on, won, and delivered on that contract. Here's Jeannie to tell you why. Medicaid saved my family from bankruptcy, and today it provides for Gimong's health and for millions of others. Nuna is my love letter to Medicaid. Every row of data is a life whose story deserves to be told with dignity. 
And Jeannie's story tells us that a compelling sense of why can be the launchpad for our objectives. Remember, that's what we want to have accomplished. And objectives are significant. They're action-oriented. They are inspiring, and they're a kind of vaccine against fuzzy thinking. You'd think a rock star would be an unlikely user of objectives and key results, but for years Bono has used OKRs to wage a global war against poverty and disease, and his one organization has focused on two really gorgeous, audacious objectives. The first is debt relief for the poorest countries in the world. The next is universal access to anti-HIV drugs. Now, why are these good objectives? Let's go back to our checklist. Significant, check. Concrete, yes. Action-oriented, yes. Inspirational. Well, let's just listen to Bono. So you're passionate. How passionate? What actions does your passion lead you to do? If the heart doesn't find a perfect rhyme with the head, then your passion means nothing. The OKO framework cultivates the madness, the chemistry contained inside it. It gives us an environment for risk, for trust, where failing is not a fireable offence. And when you have that sort of structure and environment, and the right people, magic is round the corner. I love that. OKRs cultivate the madness, and magic is right around the corner. This is perfect. So, with Jeannie, we've covered the whys. With Bono, the what's of goal setting. Let's turn our attention to the hows. Remember, the hows are the key results. That's how we meet our objectives. And good results are specific and time-bound. They're aggressive but realistic. They're measurable and they're verifiable. Those are good key results. In 1999, I introduced OKRs to Google's co-founders, Larry and Sergey. Here they are. 24 years old in their garage, and Sergey enthusiastically said he'd adopt them. Well, not quite. What he really said was, "We don't have any other way to manage this company, so we'll give it a go." And, and I took that as a kind of endorsement. <laughs> But every quarter since then, every Googler has written down her objectives and her key results. They've graded them and they've published them for everyone to see. And these are not used for bonuses or for promotions. They're set aside. They're used for a higher purpose, and that's to get collective commitment to truly stretch goals. In 2008, a Googler, Sundar Pichai, took on an objective, which was to build the next generation client platform for the future of web applications. In other words, build the best browser. He was very thoughtful about how he chose his key results. How do you measure the best browser? It could be ad clicks or engagement or rep. No, he said numbers of users, because users are going to decide if Chrome is a great browser or not. So he had this one three-year-long objective: build the best browser. And then every year he stuck to the same key results: numbers of users. But he upped the ante. In the first year, his goal was 20 million users, and he missed it. Got less than 10. Second year, he raised the bar to 50 million. He got to 37 million users, somewhat better. In the third year, he upped the ante once more to 100 million. He launched an aggressive marketing campaign, broader distribution, improved the technology, and kaboom! He got 111 million users. Here's why I like this story: not so much for the happy ending, but it shows someone carefully choosing the right objective and then sticking to it year after year after year. It's a perfect story for a nerd like me. Now, I think of OKRs as transparent vessels that are made from the what's and hows of our ambitions. What really matters is the why that we pour into those vessels. That's why we do our work. OKRs are not a silver bullet. They're not going to be a substitute for a strong culture or for stronger leadership. But when those fundamentals are in place, They can take you to the mountaintop. I want you to think about your life for a moment. Do you have the right metrics? Take time to write down your values, your objectives, 
and your key results. Do it today. If you'd like some feedback on them, you can send them to me. I'm John at WhatMatters.com. If we think of the world-changing goals of an Intel, of a Nuna, of Bono, of Google, they're remarkable. Ubiquitous computing, affordable healthcare, high quality for everyone, ending global poverty, access to all the world's information. Here's the deal: every one of those goals. Is powered today by OKRs. Now I've been called the Johnny Appleseed of, of OKRs for spreading the good gospel, according to Andy Grove. But I want you to join me in this movement. Let's fight for what it is that really matters, because we can take OKRs beyond our businesses. We can take them to our families, to our schools, even to our governments. We can hold those governments accountable. We can transform those informations. We can get back on the right track. If we can, in due measure, what really matters. Thank you. So true. Never let your problems get you down. Stay focused and hold your ground. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone right here on TDN Radio. I hope you found information that was practical and useful, and that you will be able to apply some of this information to your life today. So as we get ready to wind down the program for yet another Tuesday, uh, here uh, right here on TDN. Radio. I want to thank you for listening. If you're a regular listener, I want to thank you for your continued support of this program. And if it's if this is your first time joining us, I want to say welcome aboard and thank you for being a part of this experience. And as we always do at the end of the program, don't forget to check out our featured video of the week. And this week, our featured video is of the Calypso King of Dominica, Mr. Daryl Bob, as he stopped by, as he stopped by on Tuesday to tell us about Calypso Day, which was observed in Dominica last Thursday. So he stopped by to tell us all about the importance of Calypso Day and why he felt the need to create Calypso Day in Dominica. And we just shared on the importance of our culture, the importance of our heritage. So I will be sure to post that video on my website, Push Past 10, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T, the number 10.com, so you can enjoy the interaction that I had with King Daryl Bob, the Calypso King 2021 of Dominica, as he shared on the importance of Calypso Day 2021. And you know, there's so much going on in regards to culture in Dominica. It makes me really proud and really excited to see all that we are doing to promote our culture in Dominica. For example, we saw the recent Dumfesta festival in Dominica. And then Sunday, Sunday just gone, we had the first ever Buyo Jazz Festival. So I have to say kudos and hats off to Cornell and Colin Phillip, who continue to elevate the music and entertainment industry in Dominica. And they put on a fantastic program of Buyo Jazz in Dominica, the first annual. And I hope that it will continue uh, annually because it was a fantastic program. And if you're looking to enjoy some of what they did with regards to the Buyo Festival, you can check out Colin XP's YouTube channel. And it is simply Colin XP, so C-A-R-L-Y-N-X-P. Uh, for her YouTube channel, if you're looking to enjoy some great relaxing Booyah jazz music. So again, just wonderful to see everything that is going on in the area of culture and entertainment 
in Dominica. So again, thank you for being here. Thank you for being here for another episode of Untapped Potential. It was great to be in your company for another Power Up Tuesday, another Tuesday when we stop by to take a mental break from all the stress and the chaos of the world. And we focus on getting energized for the week and getting energized to pursue our goals for each particular week. So let us enjoy this number from Black's Hulk as a reminds us to stump out our problems and to stay positive as we wind down the program. So as always, uh, in the end of the program, we say your life story is your strength. Remember that the challenges that you faced have made you stronger and have prepared you for the challenges that you face today. So remember to tap into your potential each and every day. Remember to stay positive, stay active, and stay engaged until we meet again next week same time same place right here on tdn radio i wish you a wonderful and productive week and i look forward to being here with you next week for another episode of untapped potential so you have yourself 